Joining me on the show today is a man who takes personal responsibility for keeping nearly a half a million people safe every single day. Curious who it is? Well, stay with me. You'll learn all about him and his thoughts on leadership. You're listening to Living a Limitless Life. I'm your host, Sharon Hughes, and on this show, we cover mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be. Every week, I bring you a candid conversation with world-class thought leaders, change makers, and hope dealers. They work in every arena, from the boardroom, to politics, to churches and synagogues. This show is where you need to be to get where you want to go. All right, friends, I'm really glad you're here. Come on, let's do this. Dale Carnegie of Orange County is proud to sponsor Living a Limitless Life. Dale Carnegie is a global training company focused on leadership presentation, team engagement, customer service, and sales. We help people take command of their work in order to change their lives. Joining me on the show today is Chief Robert Luna of the Long Beach, California Police Department. Welcome to the show, Chief. Well, hello, everybody. And Sharon, thank you so much for uh, this opportunity to, to share the story of the Long Beach Police Department. Oh, it's such a privilege to have you. And I was thrilled to meet you a few months ago through our good friend, Goody Goodlow. I'm thankful to him for the introduction. And yeah. I was quite surprised when I met you because I really thought I was going to meet, meet, I mean, you are a man of stature, but I thought I was going to meet a really tough guy knowing what you've accomplished and what you face every day. And you know what? I got to say, you, you got some soft edges. You're a tough guy, but you got some soft edges. Well, I appreciate that. There's a lot of people who say I look scary. <laughs> so, uh, I feel that, uh, I, and, and I am, I, I'm a softie at heart, uh, but I, I think I find a balance between being tough when I need to be, uh, but most of the time I am a softie. Yes. Well, that's a good attribute to have though, as a leader. I love I that. Think so. Flexibility. Got yes. to adapt to your environment. You know, I was looking over your bio and I was so surprised to find out that you are a graduate of the Federal Bureau of Investigations National Executive Institute. That is such an accomplishment. Yeah, I was uh, blessed to give, be given that opportunity uh, to attend that uh, three-week session uh, back in Washington or uh, D.C. It's actually in Quantico, Virginia. And the FBI is a great organization. They're great partners of ours. And uh, they help us out in so many ways. And leadership development is something that uh, they're really good at. And uh, I had the fortune of attending not only the FBI Executive uh, in Leadership Institute, but I've also attended the uh, FBI National Academy back when I was a lieutenant in uh, late, the late 90s. I, I wanna say it was 1999. So yeah, great opportunities. And most of the law enforcement executives around the country have attended these courses as well. Mm, yeah, what a great education. You, you have such accomplishment that you bring to the table. Just, I'm, I'm not gonna read it all and make you blush. Let's jump right into it because Long Beach is a beautiful community. There's nearly a half a million people living there. How do you 
sleep at night knowing that there's so much pressure to keep people safe? Um, there is a, a pressure, but, but I thrive on it. Um, and uh, I, I love what I do, very humbled uh, by being in this position. But for me, I see it more as an opportunity. And that's what makes this job great, where uh, you have the ability to impact so many people uh, at so many different levels. And, um, and it's interesting you asked me that uh, about sleeping at night, because one, um, I do pray uh, before I go to sleep, and I do pray that all, all of our employees uh, come home safe, mm-hmm. uh, not only physically, but mentally, because it's a tough job. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that is a, a very important part uh, of, of what we do. But um, yeah, there, there's definitely some sleepless nights uh, because you do sometimes wake up in the middle of the night going, what did I miss? Uh, what should I be doing? Uh, what didn't I do? And uh, so that kind of keeps you up at night uh, as well. Uh, but um, not to mention, uh, there are phone calls that do come in uh, where uh, we I have to get out of bed in the middle of the night and respond uh, to work. Um, unfortunately, a lot of my call outs to work uh, typically involve employees who do get hurt. So I do a lot of hospital runs mm-hmm. in the middle of the morning uh, to, to, to make sure that they're okay. Wow. You're so dedicated to your people. And I sensed that when I was there and I met you and some of the other officers over the summer, just the way that they regard you. It's almost like, and I hate to use this example, but it's the only one I can think of, like a football team. Like they're your linebackers, they're your your running ends, and, and you're the coach and they are behind you. And there was so much respect. It was really neat to see. Oh, that's an interesting observation. Um, this is, uh, it's definitely a team effort here. Um, and uh, I cannot accomplish anything that I do without uh, the people around me. Um, we are so lucky uh, here in Long Beach that uh, we recruit and hire and train what I believe to be some of the best employees uh, any police department has around the country. So uh, if you uh, did observe uh, some level of respect coming to me, uh, I got to tell you, uh, I have that same level of respect for every single one of our employees because uh, I love them. Uh, I love what they 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 commit their, themselves to and what they do every day for the citizens of this city. Mm, I love that. You've been in service for about 32 years. As you look back over your career, what what have you learned the most about yourself or about being in law enforcement leadership that you would really like the community to know? Um, You know, uh, you learn more about how to serve uh, others. Uh, You really do because no matter how long you're in this business, um, you find that there are so many people in a city like this that need help, uh, that, uh, that require uh, just being listened to at times. Um, the, the community of Long Beach is so unique uh, with the demographics being what they are. 
uh, we're a city that has just about everything. Uh, we have some people who are very well off, and then we have people who are on the other end of the spectrum. And uh, what's amazing about this city is that the people who have give to the people that don't have. And sometimes being in the middle there, being able to facilitate that uh, because of the position I'm in uh, brings me a lot of satisfaction mm -hmm. that um, you, I'm connecting dots, I'm filling gaps mm -hmm. uh, with, with our employees and the things that we do uh, on a daily basis. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. I don't even know if I answered your question. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. We can always circle back. But what would you like to share with the community that you want them to know for the, the community members in Long Beach of what it's really like to put on that uniform and badge and go out there and fight to keep people safe day in and day out. And I mean, you guys like, you're kind of like the Duracell bunny. Nothing stops you. You keep coming back no matter what has happened day in and day out. Yeah, that's when I told you I love the people who work here. Um, uh, we absolutely see that. That they, uh, one, is to, to become specifically a police officer. And remember this, we have over 1,200 employees. 850 of those are sworn and then we have professional employees uh, who are also as committed as the ones that wear a uniform every day here at work. Um, but what they do every day uh, to go out, whether you're in, in the field, you're investigating uh, crimes, uh, uh, whether it's uh, from a desk and then out in the field, our press information officers that deal with the, the marketing uh, aspect of what we do, uh, it is amazing uh, the, the level of commitment, because uh, in a sense, if, if I take a police officer, for example, the sacrifice that they make mm -hmm. of their bodies when they're out there, because it is, uh, you made a, a comment earlier about a football team. Mm -hmm. This is like running a, a football team almost, because uh, there's a lot of injuries. Uh, if you think of uh, the officers when they're out in the field, uh, sometimes they end up uh, chasing people. Uh, so you get a lot of uh, broken bones uh, and things of that nature. You get officers who get hit by cars or are in, involved in collisions because we're driving around a lot. Um, and, and that's the physical stuff. And that's not even getting into the mental aspect of this mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. This job is tough. Uh, people don't dial 911 when things are going well. Uh, they dial 911 when their lives are falling apart. And if you could think of an officer responding to a call or a scene and they're having to uh, uh, to mitigate disputes, uh, break up fights. Uh, and uh, what most people don't realize is what does an officer see on their shift or in a week of shifts? Um, what do they go home with? Uh, the things that they see, the, the, the abuse by parents towards their children. Uh, sad situations where uh, you have substance abuse, mental illness, and families are broken. Those are things our employees are seeing every day. Um, and, and, and when we get to it, I would like to talk a little bit more about our uh, uh, employee wellness efforts that we've really entered into, especially the last several years, uh, to make sure we're not forgetting about our employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we don't want them to get burned out. We want them to be effective. We want them to be here and finish out a, uh, a, a, an amazing career uh, with us. 
No, I love that. And we can go right into that right now. Um, I think about the men and women that go out there to serve every day. And you know what I want to look at and talk about is the heart of the officer. A lot of people think you put on that uniform, you've got your sidearm, and you're pulling me over. You always hear this from people that they'll try to get out of a ticket. Don't you have anything better to do? And they just start in. They take a lot of verbal abuse on a daily. And then they go to a call where maybe they're trying to save somebody's life or talk them off the edge of committing a horrible crime against another human being or maybe even taking their own life. And people don't realize that those men and women are going home to families. So what are you doing? You mentioned a, like a wellness type of program to protect your people. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, and one, you said something at the beginning of your question about the officer's hearts, mm -hmm. boys' hearts here, mm -hmm. uh, hearts. You got to be a special person to want to do this job. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are special. Uh, to go out and help others, put others before you. So again, those are the kind of people that you have working. Now, from a mental health perspective, if you think about most of us who came on this job came in to save the world. Um, uh, you know, some would say one person at a time, but when you start finding out that it's a little bit more challenging than that, uh, how do you deal with the, uh, the mental part of this job? And uh, honestly, I, I've been in this job now, it's actually almost been 34 years. And as a younger officer, you were taught that, you know what, you came in this job, you knew what to expect. The life of a police officer is not easy. Just deal with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Figure out your own way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you had to, but what you saw around you is uh, officers that uh, were dealing with stress in not very healthy ways. Uh, whether it was through uh, uh, alcohol abuse um, or uh, infidelity at home, uh, having financial trouble. And as you saw that occur, uh, you saw some um, careers being destroyed. That's what caused us to take a step back and go, hey, we're responsible for putting our officers out in the field. What can we do to better mentally prepare them or deal with them when they're coming off these very stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So we actually, about a year and a half ago, entered into a contract with an organization called Counseling Team International. And uh, they are experts at dealing with law enforcement. And um, so what was the next challenge was how do we get our employees to open up and actually raise their hand and say they needed help? And um, you hear some statistics about suicide in our profession, and it's mm -hmm. true, it's tragic. Uh, and a lot of it is because of the reasons I've given you. And uh, we've had some tragedies here internal to the police department, and that taught us a big lesson. And that really motivated us to, to look out and figure out what can we do better. So I'm mm -hmm. proud to say that with the help of, uh, of our police officers association, with our human resources department, city attorney's office and city manager's office, we're able to uh, hire this organization that comes in and really allows the officers and their families 
uh, to get counseling. And it really is starting to make a big difference. Uh, we want our employees to have a healthy career. We want them to finish uh, healthy mentally. And, uh, and, and when we're doing this, um, we find that they're more productive at work. They're mm -hmm. happier with their environment because at the end of the day, it shows that their employer really cares about them. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we talk a lot about procedural justice and the way officers treat people, which is very, very important to us. But you can't ask people to treat people well unless you're treating them well yourselves. And it mm -hmm. starts with me. Uh, and that's very important to us. And that's a big part of this Counseling International team concept. And I really like the path that we're on. And I think as time goes on, we'll assess, reassess, and then figure out what more things we can do to have a healthier workforce. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I think a lot of officers are afraid to speak up and say that that call was tough and that they need to take a walk because there is that pressure just to, to suck it up and move on. And that pressure is very similar to the pressure that a lot of people go through in day-to-day -day life where they don't want to say, I need help because they're kind of afraid of being judged. And the bottom line is everybody's human and life is hard and it's messy. And especially when you're a first responder, it's messier. So yeah. if somebody yeah. came to you and said, hey, I'm struggling, what, what would you really say to them to then encourage them to get some help? First is uh, take a step back and listen. Uh, listening is the key uh, to, to, to hopefully sending the message that, you know what, I care. I care about you. You're important. Um, and what is it that you need that we can get you help on? And the next big step, which uh, I think is, is still happening as far as a transition in law enforcement, is that uh, I think in the past, specifically with a police officer who carries a gun, is that if you come forward saying that you may need help, that you think somebody's going to take your gun away. Mm -hmm. that, um, uh, and those are extreme cases. But when, when we as management uh, embrace the fact that employees need help, um, that we're going out and, and getting organizations that do so, but then yet when it comes to our attention, uh, that uh, we are actually taking a let's help approach instead of uh, let's warehouse the person, um, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And at times we are able to take people out of the field, give them a little bit of a break. Uh, and I think as that spreads and the fact that other employees are seeking help, they're talking to each other and that causes other employees to say, you know what, uh, I can ask for help and I'm going to be okay because they actually care about me. Mm -hmm. And that's the environment we want to create here. And that's, uh, that's the, the path that I'm very proud to say that we are all on with a lot of people involved. Yeah, I know. I, I speak with a lot of high-level executives. And the common thread that I'm hearing from you as well is that people need to know that they're cared about. That's just the bottom line is people need to know that they matter. Exactly. Uh, and if you if you think about it, you, you actually transform an entire community uh, by doing this because if you care about the employees and then they translate that to the people they're encountering every day, uh, it, it, it all works out and you have that amazing community that, you, that we've always had a vision of having. 
Mm-hmm. When you graduated from the academy and you started your career, did you ever imagine yourself spending this many years with serving the community and then coming into the position that you're in? Um, I, I definitely wanted to put in a full career here. Um, I, I, I've been wanting to do this job since I was about five or six years old. Wow. And uh, although at five or six, um, I didn't imagine what it was really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been everything I ever dreamt of and even more. Uh, but in regards to sitting here as the chief of police, uh, never. I never thought when I started this job that uh, I would end up here. Um, uh, my aspirations were to do several different things, move around the department, maybe get one or two different promotions before I retired. But um, uh, opportunities come up, doors open, the timing, the chemistry, and uh, thank God uh, I'm in this position. And um, yeah, it, I, I really pray I make a difference. I think you are. I want to ask you a question. And um, I just thought of this. And if you can't think of anything or you don't like this question, that's fine. Was there ever a day when you were out there that you thought you might not make it home that night? Yes, several times. And um, uh, and whether it was uh, being in direct, um, uh, I guess what some people would consider a, a dangerous situation, but um, not, not being scared at the time, but being scared later when you reflected on what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, times I think where um, we've lost uh, police officers here uh, in the line of duty. And uh, that, that takes a, a real significant emotional uh, toll on you. And, uh, and so both physically, yes, and then mentally thinking, man, uh, I, I think I was ready when I signed up for this and, and understanding that somebody that you really uh, loved and cared for uh, was not coming home to their families. Uh, that has a, a tendency to, to, to make you reflect on life a lot different. Yeah, I can't even imagine. When I went through chaplain certification, we watched a lot of video of officers that had body cams and saw what it's really like. I was blown away. It's, it's so different than, and this is what I want the public to really know. It's not like what you see on the news or in the movies. Like, no. It's it's terrifying. It's raw. It could be terrifying and it happens quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's what most people don't understand. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we have our community academy that we put on as a department uh, several times a year, because we want to show our public that uh, officers take a lot of information. They need to know about the law, policy, procedure, uh, training, and they have to put that in. And sometimes something will happen in front of you. It comes unraveled within 30 seconds and you have to make the right decision every time. And mm-hmm. if you don't, it could cost somebody their life. And uh, think about it. We're doing the same, our decision-making process uh, and the legal aspects of it, the procedural aspects of it, you have judges, attorneys that can go back, do some research, take some time to figure it out, analyze it, make the right decision. These officers are making decisions within split seconds, 
life and death situations. And you know what? They're getting it right 98, 99% of the time. And the public doesn't realize that. And yeah. that's, again, why I have so much respect for police officers and what they go through, specifically those working in a large urban environment. I really like what you just pointed out, that they're getting it right 98, 99% of the time. And it's not portrayed. Do you think it's because the media just really likes to keep feeding us what's wrong? Is that a fair assessment? Um, yeah, it's not unfair. Um, I, I know when you look at uh, uh, surveys that are done, Gallup polls on trust, uh, the media consistently comes out at the bottom of those uh, where police officers come up in the top 10 of, of still the most trusted. And um, so, so it is discouraging. Uh, but um, unfortunately, with the, the, the politics of today, uh, it, it seems a lot easier to, uh, to criticize, uh, to be negative. Um, and, and unfortunately, people don't take the time to really look at things or ask questions. People want to see a quick uh, 30 second video, read two sentences, three sentences, and then make up their mind right now. Cause we're mm -hmm. always in a hurry now. And I always tell people, Hey, um, give us the benefit of the doubt, ask questions. There's two sides to every story. Mm -hmm. and please remember that police officer who's constantly uh, being criticized um, for not doing the right thing. And what position are you putting them in? And they have to go back out on the street. And, and guess what? When you're reading something negative or seeing something negative, uh, what do you think that police officer takes home? How do you think that police officer's husband, wife, kids, family members, what do they think about what they just saw? It affects everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that is rarely spoken about as well. So yeah, uh, every time I get a chance with, with media members, um, I, I make sure that they, all I ask for is give us a fair shake. Yeah. Do your job, report the news. If we make a mistake, report it. It's only fair. I absolutely understand that a police officer has a lot of authority. We have the, uh, the ability to take somebody's freedom away, somebody's life away. So we have to be questioned. We have to be scrutinized. But um, just be fair. Report the facts. Don't make them up. They're, the facts are there if you dig deep enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Chief Luna, I know that you're a man of faith. How has your faith guided your leadership? Um, I am completely grounded uh, in my faith. When I've talked earlier about the, the mental aspect of this job, uh, everybody has to have good coping mechanisms. And my uh, fundamental three coping systems is my faith, my family, and fitness. Uh, I, I, I try to work out as much as I can, try to spend as much time with my family as I can, although that's difficult with this job that doesn't, it never stops. It's 24 uh, seven. But yeah, I do find time with my family and they keep me grounded. But my faith uh, is something when you're talking about service, when you're talking about the way you treat people, making an impact on a community, uh, those are all the things that our faith leads us to do. And you asked me a question in the very beginning, the uh, half a million people in this city, mm 
What an opportunity uh, to do just that. And uh, I'm able to impact uh, the way we train here, uh, uh, in a sense, turn back in how we treat people. Um, and, uh, and that is all grounded in our values uh, for our organization. And uh, that, in a sense, uh, comes from uh, joy, peace, love, service, um, listening, uh, and being empathetic, being compassion, all those things wrapped up into one. And some can argue that's faith. And if you don't have that kind of faith, then it's just somebody who treats you well. And at the end of the day, that's what I want. Uh, I want to be known for a, a police department that treats people well. Yeah. And you've had such a, a long career there in Long Beach, looking back and bringing your true servant leadership style with you. What do you think is is the biggest change that you've been able to see in, in three plus decades of serving Long Beach? Um, this community uh, is amazing. Uh, Long Beach has really transformed itself over the last several decades. When I started here in 1985, uh, this city did not look like this. Uh, and it wasn't just what you could visually see, it's just a different feel for this city. People just feel much different than they do but from the police department specifically, uh, I think the, the biggest uh, gratifying thing I hear over and over from our community is uh, your officers treat people with respect. Mm. They're very different today than they have been in the past. And, uh, and I hear that over and over again. So it tells me that our employees, our leadership here, it is really, um, really emphasizing the fact that we treat people with dignity and respect, uh, no matter who you are, uh, what culture you come from, what color you are, how much money you have in your wallet. It doesn't matter. We treat everybody with, uh, with absolute respect here. Wow. So well said. And I believe that that culture, that leadership and respect culture starts at the top brass, that it's modeled. You've got rookies coming in. And, and like you said, when you were a rookie, you went through training, but you certainly weren't prepared for some of the things that you would see. So the way that you're modeling how to lead and how to serve people is such a great trickle down to these, these new guys and gals that are out there. Yeah, and and go, again, I go back to the team. Uh, it's the team I have around me. Uh, the team that I have around me, uh, again, I'm so blessed. Uh, they believe in the direction and the vision that we're going. They believe in treating people well. They believe in, in ethics. We believe in doing things differently um, uh, in the way we approach work. And because they model it, uh, and it's and it's done through our discipline philosophy, it, it's done just by our promotional processes, it's ingrained in everything that we do. Uh, people believe it, and, and I think uh, I think it's working, and, and and I'm very, very happy about that. You're very humble, and I think you could take a little bit of credit for this. <laughs> I won't. I know you won't. <laughs> the way I see it is uh, there's an old saying that uh, if if you're leading and you look behind you and no one's following, then you're really not leading. That's true. So, uh, if, if, if you've got people around you who you see 
uh, are doing great things, then uh, it is. It's a team effort. And that's the way this this whole thing will continue um, uh, down the road. It, it won't end. Uh, whatever day I decide to leave, because everyone will realize it wasn't being done because of one person. It was being done because it was the right thing to do. Yeah, that's a great way to live. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? At 20, you were probably in the academy. Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a whole life in front of you. Um, and uh, focus on other people. Uh, make yourself and the people around you the best that you can. Um, and what you do today will affect you uh, 20, 30 years uh, from now. Uh, that's uh, really, really important. Uh, but, but I can't emphasize the fact that uh, it really goes back to just treating everybody you encounter the best that you can. Because down the road, when we're together, remember that uh, as people are talking about uh, uh, taking more, taking care of suspects more than victims. Yes, perfect. We need to hold them accountable for what they are doing. I yes. love it. Thank you so much, Chief Robert Luna of Long Beach, California Police Department. We so appreciate your time and your service and for leading and leading well. Well, thank you. Again, thank you for the opportunity to, to share some of the thoughts here from the department's perspective. And um, yeah, go Long Beach PD. <laughs> go Long Beach PD. Come back anytime, Chief. Thank you very much. A big thank you once again to Chief Robert Luna of the Long Beach, California Police Department and to the men and women that bravely serve and protect every single day. Hey friends, I really appreciate you being here. I'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment and please share my show out with your friends and colleagues. As always, I wish you every good thing. <laughs>